0: Hello, this is Catherine. As I know, I need to stop talking. Hello, my loves. How are we all doing? I'm a day late recording this. It feels really weird to do it on like a a Sunday lunchtime. There is good reason for this. I will explain why. But I hope everybody's well. I hope everybody's had good weeks. I've had such a lovely week and I hope I don't sound like a complete cock saying that I'm not doing this to rub it in the face of anybody who's had a shit week and I send you lots of love because you know goodness goodness me haven't we all had a, a lot of shit weeks over the last last year and how however how long has this been pandemic been going on on now I mean it feels like fucking eons decades lifetimes anyway so for those of you who've had a I had a shit week I'm, I'm sorry and I, and I hope you take this in the spirit it's intended which is completely not for me to go haha I've had a lovely week and you haven't um I send you lots of love I hope this week is is going to be a, a better one for you but it has genuinely been been lovely and I'm definitely in that that Pollyanna phase of kind of like going it, all of the little things that I so took for granted I took so much for granted I'm like oh my god this is amazing I can like leave my house with more than one person walking next to me or whatever the the, the rule of the week is it's um yeah I, I feel feel very lucky but I've had the had the week off work this week in line with with half term and, and I'm really lucky because I absolutely love my job but actually just to take an uninterrupted Chunk of time off for, for the week has been has been genuinely really really lovely, and I, I think when I recorded this last week I, I said to you didn't I that we were we were off to a very nice hotel for for the night, with the children because that is the best way to celebrate twenty one years together twenty one years that's a long time isn't it so yeah Mr I know I need to stop talking myself we're celebrating twenty one years together. And we decided the best way to do that would be to go on a romantic weekend away with our children. Yes, um, those of you who are thinking we've lost our minds, you may well be correct on that. But we went to a hotel that we we absolutely love. The hotel's called Bowood. It's in Wiltshire, I think. I mean, let's be honest, geography, not my strong point. Can I just recommend that you check that by by Googling or something? Because my 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 geographical knowledge is is not reliable, to say the very least. I spent a very, very long time when I was... I was going to say quite young, but I probably was not as young as I should have been to think this was the case. thought Sweden was in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Geography, not, not, not my strong point. So I think it's in Wiltshire, but it's a lovely hotel. We've stayed there loads. And I'm a colossal hotel snob, like a colossal hotel snob. In fact, my my father-in-law was reminding me, we saw him this week, and he was reminding me of Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking's family are much better at the great outdoors than I am is probably the correct way of putting it and you know for example Mr I Know I Need to Stop Talking has been suggesting to me for for a long time that we should go and stay in a caravan and those of you who followed the blog for a long time will remember once upon a time I even gave in to requests from my children and my husband and we went camping and everybody I've told about this camping trip tells me that it was not camping in so much as we slept in a bed and there was a, a kitchen thing but I'm all I'm saying is I was under canvas and I had to go outside and walk through a field in order to have a wee. As far as I'm concerned, that's fucking camping. And I hated it. Pissed it down with rain the whole time. It was bloody miserable. But yeah, my, my father-in-law was reminding me that then they, they are quite a fan. Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking's parents and his sister. They often go and stay in yurts. Which, I'm sorry, but a yurt is just another name for a fucking tent, right? Well, that's certainly what they look like. And so when they suggested that perhaps the whole family, we could all go off together and, and stay in a yurt, a.k.a. camp, I said, that would be lovely. I will drive everybody there and we can all go and stay in Yertz and then I will book myself into a hotel nearby and I'll come and visit you because I just don't do the great outdoors well. But this particular hotel is is really lovely. It's beautiful. It's got lovely grounds. It's it's near like this bowwood House is a is a place and a thing. And I'm embarrassed to say that even though it's a massive thing and you can get free entry if you stay at the hotel, in the many times we stayed at this hotel, we've never been such as our lack of lack of culture. That's a that's a terrible confession. But one of the really nice things is it's, the hotel's got loads of facilities on on site, and it has a golf driving range and and like it's got a really posh golf course. And I don't know about anybody else. I'm very scared of golf courses because there's lots of rules on golf courses as I found out years and years ago when a friend of mine her her parents were very keen golfers and she said to me oh we'll go around with them and, and we'll caddy and I rocked up at hers and I'm not exaggerating wearing a pair of heels that I think were about four inches high and she looked at me like what the fuck are these and I was like for golf and she was like no no you can't wear those and in fact you can't even wear stuff that you would think that you could probably wear like flip-flops there are very strict rules on golf courses consequently I've never been near a proper golf course in my life but at this hotel there's a little three-hole golf course which when we checked in and, and the lady said your room's not quite ready have you got plans I said we're going to go and, and walk around the golf course for the people who are really rubbish at golf and she laughed her head off but basically that that is what it is so we went into the we went into the golf driving range Mr I know I need to stop talking he's very good at golf the children really love like golf i am neither of those things but i am nothing if not an enthusiastic trier and so we we all went into the uh, we went into the little driving range thing i mean beth's 10 and she can hit a golf golf ball further than i can to be honest i think if i stood and placed a golf ball down in front of me I would probably get it further. I actually broke the, the, the side of the wall in the driving range. That's probably not something I should confess to. I'm Not only am I shit at hitting a golf ball, I'm really shit at hitting it straight. So anybody who's ever been in a driving range will know that you kind of have like these little partitioned areas, presumably to stop you from taking out the other people on the driving range, which I absolutely would. Because when I hit a golf ball, instead of it going straight, it tends to go off at, at like an angle. And so actually part of the, the wooden wall, part of the, the covering fell off. I kind of put it back and like pretended that I'd never been there and then went Jamie how dare you do that because that's what all good parents do is use their children as a foil for, the, for their own own disasters. So we went on the driving range and, and like I say Beth is Beth is is really good I I also again bad parenting moment Jamie's very good actually he's getting very good at golf and so for anybody who's never been they have like things halfway up the driving range to encourage you to aim at them I assume and there were two kind of like mesh basket net things and full of confidence i said to jamie and beth i said oh, if one of you two can get your ball into one of those those net things i'll give you each 100 pounds you know where this is going right yeah jamie got it into the fucking basket 100 pounds each that was an expensive trip to the driving range wasn't it bloody hell but then after we'd been on the driving range we went out to the the golf course and we we paired up so it was mr i know i need to stop talking in beth versus versus myself and jamie And I just take great enjoyment in in sort of noting how different those two sides of the the partnership are. I mean, firstly, obviously, Mr. I Know to Stop Talking can actually play golf. I definitely can't. But so him and Beth, and Beth's obviously very competitive. And Mr. I Know to Stop Talking is very good at golf. So they set off and they were like lining up i've now learned it's not called kickoff it's called a tee t-shot who knew look at me with my golf knowledge god like this is like a golf podcast isn't it i bet you're all coming here for your expert golf knowledge so they're they're doing sensible important stuff meanwhile jamie's speculating with me over whether actually we've already met aliens but then they wiped our minds and so we don't remember that we've met aliens even though we have met aliens and that yeah yeah Fucks with your head, fucks with my head too. So we're we're kind of ambling, ambling around the golf course, and we did the first hole, and we got all up to the little green bit, which is the bit where you put the ball in the hole. Again, I should be a golf commentator, and we put our balls into the holes eventually. And then Mister I know, need to stop talking. Was like, "Oh, well done you two, you you did really well." And me and Jamie looked at each other like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, every time we turned round, you seemed to be hitting the ball really well." And at that point, we confessed it had taken us Nineteen, 19 shots, which again for those who like me don't know about golf 19 is bad one is good it's not like football and you know we were saying well if it's the world cup then then we'd have done really well but it was not the world cup but my favorite moment on the golf course which i did write about on the blog at the time came as jamie and i were walking i think it was the third hole we're walking down and there's like a big pond lake thing on the course because you know hitting a fucking golf ball isn't difficult enough let's shove a fucking lake next to it as well And I'm walking down with Jamie, he's you know, 13-year-old boy, fairly, you know, composed and sort of, you know, not not prone to high degrees of emotion. We're walking down the golf course. Jamie goes, oh, my God, Mum, look at that massive lizard. And because he's not prone to, to, you know, sort of hysteria and shouting, and we're next to a pond, so I'm like, oh, my goodness, maybe there is a big lizard. I mean, I don't think we have any big lizards, but I kind of turned round expecting to see, I don't know, like a Komodo dragon or something. Yeah, I saw a fucking pheasant. I said, what? He went there and he pointed at the pheasant. I said, that's not a fucking lizard. It's a bird. Oh, he went. Well, it looked like a lizard. doesn't look like a lizard, honestly. Possibly should go and get an eye test. Fucking lizard. Fuck. Say absolutely ridiculous so yes we did golf and then the next excitement of the weekend is um there's a pool at the hotel which you know for lots of us i guess a long time since it's been swimming pools and certainly for the kids it's been a really long time since they've been swimming so we dutifully followed the process and we booked to go into the pool they did it's all very well done timed slots etc and you any kind of you go in I'm sure the people that we were sharing our time slots with were delighted in this, really posh and, and predominant. you know, it's kids are welcome there, but it's predominantly adults staying, really delighted as they kind of got in there and then suddenly heard Beth arrive, can I jump into this pool? No, you bloody can't, sit down, shut up. But it's so long since we've been swimming, I kind of blanked from my mind, like some kind of PTSD, the five fucking years of Beth's swimming lessons. And it was only then sat by the by the pool, because I didn't get in. I don't really like pool. I don't really like getting wet, to be honest, which is something of a flaw if, if, if one is, is planning to go swimming. And it was only sitting there that I kind of cast my mind back to those absolute fucking years, years, five fucking years of Beth attempting and failing miserably to, to learn to swim sitting there Saturday morning sweating out neat gin through your paws as your child walks across the fucking pool I always remember confronting Beth and going Beth your feet are on the floor she looked at me like I was an absolute fucking idiot and went yeah gravity duh so 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 yeah that was that was nice but fortuitously the hotel pool is not deep so therefore I could sit on the side and not even massively need to worry whether she could swim well, it turns out I said to her, I said, Oh, it's a shame you still can't swim. You won't be able to get the deep end. That wasn't the deep end, but you know, that was my, my psychological play. I said, You won't be able to get the deep end. She went, I can swim. And then literally turned neatly and swam five lengths in quick succession. And I'm like, What the fuck? What, what, what are these mind games that you played with me to years? I mean, fucking hell. Swimming lessons are soul, soul destroying, soul destroying. I'm so glad. I found a, a, a thing on Time Hop this morning that told me that however many years ago, I was in the throes of posse training. Now, posse training is fucking awful, but I actually think swimming lessons might be worse. So yeah, she can swim now. Halle fucking Luya. It's only taken five years, and I don't know, about three million pounds and 99% of every fragment of my soul. So those of you who are still in, in swimming lessons, I, I salute you. I salute you. We booked a, a suite to stay in, which makes it sound really grand and posh. But actually, it's because I'm a bit tight and it's the most efficient way of, of paying for the four of us to go. So we're, we're happy. I mean, let's be honest, taking the two kids, it's not going to be a romantic weekend away in for a penny in for a pound. So put the two little beds up in the um, in the suite. And I've got a great photo of Jamie just who just completely seamlessly slips into into kind of the, the life I think he might have liked to have lived which was that of a Roman emperor as he's like reclining on his on his on his little put up bed in his white toweling robe that he's that he's nicked from Mr. I know I need to stop talking and I and he's he's saying now one of my children's great great pleasures in hotels is of course the fact you can ask room service to bring you a bucket of ice all the ice you could ever want. So I sat there with his ice reclining on the bed. He, he had a lovely, a lovely time. And then we went to dinner and they've got a lovely restaurant in the hotel, really lovely restaurant. I think they, they the staff were struggling slightly with, with getting back to grips from, you know, I was going to say a post-COVID world, but we're clearly not there yet. But certainly a world which we can do normal stuff, but still have to protect ourselves from COVID. So not a criticism of the hotel at all. They, they were amazing. But suffice to say, we had to wait quite a long time for our, for our, for our food, which... Beth, you can imagine her patience for that was on a She was like, "Where is the food, and why are they not coming?" And so, in an attempt to to distract her, we we went down a, oh, we went down memory lane, chatting about children's television series over, over the years. And and Jamie found himself. Does anybody remember watching Abney and Teal? I think it was called The Adventures of Abney and Teal, which was a fairly average children's program, as I recall. But it did have a talking turnip in it called Neep. I mean, if I heard about Neep once during the fucking dinner, I heard about Neep five fucking thousand times. It was constant. She had Neep, and Neep did this, and Neep did that. And yeah, Jamie Jamie had a lovely time. So I had Beth on one side, um, slightly livid, that that her food was taking longer than she would have liked. And then I had Jamie. I mean, he is just, he's Mr. Happy. He's like the greatest optimist I've ever known. He's sitting there, and it it was a reasonably long wait, and he's like to be honest mum this is perfect because when we sat down i wasn't that hungry and now i'm starving and the food when it came was was absolutely beautiful and i'd learned all kinds of random shit that jamie had informed me of in in various facts than I, I ever wanted to know not to mention i feel i can now write a dissertation on the life and times of neep neep the turnip so yeah that was it was it was a genuinely really 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 lovely stay the weather was beautiful we were very lucky and then on the second day they actually gave us a picnic to to have which after a hotel breakfast i mean who doesn't love a hotel breakfast right we we're all like oh no that's a bit much so we so we brought it home and it was beautiful and sunny and we sat in the garden eating our picnic and all was well until the cats decided to reward us by dragging out of the out of the bushes our welcome home present which was a very large dead rat which they brought into the, the middle of the middle of the garden, leaving it there twitching in its death throes and um, yeah, and then buggered off the little fuckers. Which then meant that in the middle of the night that night, I was woken by Mr. I stop stopped talking, getting out of bed, muttering something about cats. And I'm not very good in the middle of the night, so I, whatever he was banging on about, whether it was a remake of the of the Lloyd Webber musical, dear God, let's hope it's not another one of the films. I love a musical. I love an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. But the film of cats is an aberration. It is a terrible, terrible thing. But yeah, I, I woke up next morning and said, did you mention something about cats? He said, yeah, because obviously they'd left the fucking rat in the garden, hadn't they? So in the middle of the night, a fox rocks up in our back garden to, to come and to come and join the dinner party. Little shits. Little shits. They really are. They really are. So yeah, so it's it's been a, a weekend a week of nice things really. We um on a lot of a lot of football. I feel like I've driven to a lot of different football grounds. But highlight highlight of the week without a shadow of a doubt. And the reason I'm recording this podcast today is my daddy came down this weekend to, to stay, and he lives a couple of hours away from us, so I've seen him a few times over over the last year and a half. But I have not hugged him since December 2019 and my dad gives the best hugs in the world. And on Friday he arrived down and we just had the best hug in the world. And it's one of the things I wrote a a blog post kind of obliquely linked to that this morning, which you you might have seen, which is the Winnie the Pooh one about when when Pooh and Christopher Robin are finally reunited and, and able to hug again and hugging is just something that I always took for granted I always took for granted when I hugged my dad I can remember hugging him in December 2019 because we'd gone up to, to stay with him I remember hugging him goodbye and of course you know you, you always worry about the people you love and you always know there's there's a chance that it might be a while perhaps before you see them again but there was no not a single bit of me that thought it would be over a year and a half until I could hug him again and you know we, we've all only got I guess a finite amount of time and it just it just has made me Covid has so made. need to make sure that I don't lose this Covid has so made me appreciate those little things those little things and god just the best hug in the world and oh it was amazing other stuff like he finally got to see Beth play football for her, her girls team he's, my dad loves football he's probably the reason that I'm such a big football fan and she's played for that team for two seasons now which obviously Covid has fucked over left right and centre but yeah he hadn't seen her play so he, he came to came to watch her Yesterday morning when, the, when they went out for it, it was the final game of the season. Obviously the fairy tale story ending to this would be like they went out, it was an amazing game, they played an amazing match and they won. No, they were shit. They were fucking awful. I don't know what had got into them yesterday. They rocked up. It was a team that they should have won against as well. It was a younger team who were fantastic, so full credit to them. Marlot looked like middle-aged men playing in some kind of pub league after a bit too many, few too many beers at lunchtime. they looked like best like wandering around the pitch, her hands on her hip. She thought, oh, it's a bit hot. She did score. She did score the opening goal and, and one of only two goals that they managed. So I'll credit where credit's due, but but if I was hoping for an exhibition match of football, it definitely, definitely was, was not that. So yeah, we had a, a bit of a day of football, and then we, we came back and, and one of our lockdown purchases last year as I'm sure it was for many people who are lucky enough to have a garden, was a a massive fucking paddling pool, basically. People call them swimming pools, call them what they are, it's a massive fucking paddling pool. And as I said earlier, I don't really like getting wet, so you might think, why the fuck have you bought a, a massive pool? What I do like, though, is sitting in and being around water. And so in an inspired moment last year, Mr. and I, I Need to Stop Talking and I went onto the internet and bought two really nice, good quality pool lounges, like inflatable pool lounges. So I have now been able to enjoy my pool many times over without ever having to get wet because you just get onto the lounges. I, I braved them fully clothed yesterday. No one is more surprised than me that I managed to stay dry. It was a miracle. And so introduced my dad to the joys of lying back on the lounger in the pool with a drink in your hand. And then the rather random addition of some butter slime. For anybody who is not acquainted with butter slime, and neither was I until recently, Beth decided that she wanted to buy some with her money. So, fine. And I fucking, I mean, I hate any children's toy accessory thing that has the potential to be messy. It is the reason that, I think up until quite recently, Jamie still thought this, you had to have a Play-Doh licence in order to have Play-Doh at home. And that was the reason that we couldn't have any Play-Doh. And the children never had Play-Doh at home. They used to have to go to nan and granddads if they want to play with Play-Doh. True story. That makes me sound like such an ass, but I fucking hate Play-Doh. So I was not particularly enamoured about this butter slime coming into the house. But actually, it's lovely. I don't know if anybody's tried it. It's like kind of really nice hand massage for your hands it's all smooth and silky and and lovely so we lay on the lounges and and drank our drinks and played with butter slime and and it was delightful it was delightful we had a barbecue because sunny day what you gonna do you're gonna have to have a barbecue so that was really nice and then we i've mentioned previously on here i know that that one of our, our lockdown purchases was we got a vr headset virtual reality headset so we we introduced my dad to the joys of the virtual reality headset because he he like me has has always quite fancied climbing Everest. Unlike me, he has actually climbed some mountains, so this is slightly more more of a possibility. Although as as he, as he has admitted to, I think for both both him and I are, are probably now now past the point where we could we could feasibly climb Everest. But with virtual reality, you don't need to put on your headset. There you are at the top of Everest. And you haven't had to sleep in a single tent, which clearly for me is is, is only a good thing. So yeah, that was a that was a dream. Although the, the best moment is still, and again, I think I might have shared this on here before. We then played in the video of the time when we first got the VR headset. And David Attenborough does a lovely series of films for the VR headset all about the insect kingdom. The twist being that on the VR headset, you are the same size and height as the insects. And there's a, again brilliant quality piece of parenting that I did where I secretly filmed Jamie as as Mr. I know I need to stop talking and I cruelly tricked him into watching one with with Scorpions. And I must edit it down and find a way of putting it onto YouTube because it is the funniest fucking thing ever. It's again, Jamie usually so sanguine, so composed, screaming, My balls, my balls, something's touched my balls with this headset on. Oh, it's very, very, very funny. So it was perfect. It's been a perfect week. It's been a perfect weekend, I feel unbelievably lucky i really do and not taking any of that for granted really not for a single for a single moment um and i will be reminding myself of that when i come back down to earth in the bump. when we're back to school tomorrow jamie claims he's got an inset day tomorrow i can't find any evidence of this anyway so i'm either going to be the mum who rocks up on the inset day with a child who's not supposed to be in school or i'm going to be the mum who gets the phone call from school to go where the fuck's your child and they're like oh do they not have an inset day no they don't so probably need to find that out Both are claiming they've had no homework at all over half term. That doesn't seem likely, does it? Doesn't seem likely. So I'm going to have to explore that. No fucking idea where the PE kits are. Standard. I think I did at least wash Beths. Jamie's, I, I just, he's at the age now where I just think, do you know what? If you want to go into PE wearing something that smells of feet on your head be it really so we 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 need to find that I mean it's it's probably still better than when he when he was very young my greatest parenting moments of all was the night before back to school I think it was the end of the summer holidays and I was like fuck where's the pee bag where's the pee bag searching around found the pee bag opened it to check everything was in there and found a cork and a foil cage from a bottle of champagne in there yay parent of the year that's me thank fuck I found that before he got that to school that would have taken taken quite some explaining so, I hope everybody 's keeping keeping safe and well i I hope you 've had lovely times. I hope if you haven 't yet got to hug the people that you love that you get to do that really really soon and if you haven 't got anybody to to hug you right now and, and are in need of a hug then i 'm sending you a, a massive massive virtual hug it It definitely feels like one step forward two steps two steps back at the minute but but we will get there. We will keep on keeping on as Jamie would say, it is what it is, and it is indeed what it is, is, which is what I will be reminding myself tomorrow morning as I'm losing my shit, running around the house, searching for pee bags and wine corks and screaming, teeth, hair, shoes, have a brilliant back to school, have a lovely rest of Sunday, look after yourselves my loves, I will speak to you next week, take care, lots of love, bye bye.